A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am your host, Logan Howard. And uh, this week, I am as always joined by Brendan Thomas Merritt. How are you today, Brendan? I'm great, friends. Always great. How's it going with you? I am doing great as well. Um, and, and, I, I said and, we have another guest here as well. It is my other friend, uh, Sam Dry. Sam, how are you today? Doing good, man. He's giving us gang signs. Oh, I don't know if we want him back, no. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry to ruin the podcast for everybody, but... <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we have Sam, Sam here today. And what we would like Sam to do is we would like Sam to go through, give us his testimony. Um, I have been blessed being able to hear it and read it a couple times. Um, and so I, I hope it will be a blessing to you as well. So Sam, take it away. The floor is yours. All right, yo. Uh, whoo, deep breath. <laughs> so I was raised Christian, as I'm sure a lot of people in the community were, homeschooled, sheltered, you know, until about seventh grade when I went to public school. And this was a real point of contention between my parents. Um, my dad really wanted me to have like a social life. But my mom was very protective over me, and they ended up getting divorced, and I really hold that as the pivotal thing that did it. Um, but my mom left. She moved to Illinois. We still, we're still in touch all the time. I love her. She's one of the top three people that I would say is most instrumental to me getting saved. Um, anyways... With both my parents, they both made a mistake there, but they were just doing what they thought was best for me, and I, I'm thankful for it, and that's really a big theme with my testimony. Like, we all know Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to the glory of God. But I like the Old Testament version even better. Uh, Genesis 50, 20, and whenever I get to the end, I'll open up and read that one to you but uh yeah that that seventh grade year in public school that was a rough year for me uh after my parents got divorced um i got diagnosed with this rare muscular dystrophy which would eventually put me in a wheelchair my life expectancy is actually only 40 years old um, and I was really angry at God at that, but didn't really did a good job in making me think that wasn't the real reason I was angry. She was, she made me believe I was angry for different reasons. You know? Like I didn't want to confront my own sin and admit that I was holding on to that. But, uh, 
that post squad started really living in sin. Got hooked on porn at about 12. Uh, I was suicidal. And then in eighth grade, I started going to this private Christian school, which is what my uh, parents probably should have done in the first place, but water under the bridge. Uh, all things work together for good, you know. Um, so eighth through twelfth grade, I was at this private Christian school, and things were a lot better there, but it still wasn't good. I was still hooked on porn, was still suicidal. Um, I had a whole lot of religion, but not a lot of relationship, you know. Um, lost my place. Now, I'm glossing over a lot here through this high school years, but uh, the most important thing I would say was meeting the people that were the Christian examples of what a relationship really looks like and what it can do, um, especially my best friend, Nick, which is the third person that's most instrumental to me getting saved. I'll get to that later. Um, so what Eunice and Lois did for Timothy is what those people did for me years later, years down the road. And then you pass forward over five years later after I graduated high school, um, towards the end of 2020 and at this point. I'm in a wheelchair. Um, I hadn't been talking to my mom for almost two years. I just cut her off for no good reason, really. And I was farther, farther away from God than I've ever been in my life. And But God really started to soften my heart at that point, and I started talking to my mom again. This was about September of 2020. And before that time, any time my mom would try to talk to me, I'd like cuss her out. Didn't want anything to do with her. Like I said, no, not, no good reason for it, really. And like... Just it was because I was in absolute darkness for those five years. That's why I really want to gloss over that because it was just five years of nothing. It was just garbage, just in darkness. But there were two bright spots from that time. Uh, my dad actually I remarried to the sweetest lady you'll ever meet which is the other person that's most integral to me getting saved. Um, and being around my best friend, uh, Nick, which I'll tell you about at the end. Um, but yeah, my stepmom, sweetest lady you'll ever meet, but I resented her just because I was in darkness, like I said. And it's like in my brain, I knew my mom and dad were not right for each other at all, but somewhere deep down, it was like I still wanted them to be together. Mm -hmm. And 
I resented my stepmom for that. Um, actually, a similar reason for cutting off my mom. Because uh, I resented my stepdad and I was mad at my mom about it. Um, so anyway, about seven months went by again. Uh, April of this year is when it happened. Uh, happened over the course of a few days. Um, it started on Tuesday afternoon. I, I was angry at Ronnie. That's my stepmom. I didn't say that before. Not not really good reason for it. You know, I sent her this really mean text. And uh, I was just really offended by stupid, petty things at that point. I don't even remember what it was about. Um, and when I sent her that message on a Tuesday, she was out of town, so I couldn't see her face to face, so I just had to sit a couple days and fester on it. <sighs> so you fast forward to Thursday morning, and I had this really vivid dream. I was back in my old youth group, and, uh, youth pastor was saying like like open your bibles open your devotions and i was just being a real jerk the whole time just sitting there with my arms crossed and want to listen so youth group ended i left um for whatever reason i decided to turn around and go back in and everybody just welcomed me loved on me and started praying over me as if i had done nothing and uh I woke up, and I woke up and started crying. I didn't really understand what I had just experienced, um, so I called my mom, and she really made me understand what what had just happened there. Um, she said, back when you were being a jerk to me and when you wouldn't talk to me, do you think it wasn't hard? And she said, you want to know the only thing that gave me the ability to forgive you and keep on loving you, Christ. And that hit me like an 18-wheeler in that moment. I was just bawling my eyes out. I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, now a little later after I recovered and thought about it a little bit, I asked Nick, my best friend, to uh, go to his church. And of course he was over the moon about it and obliged like immediately. Um, but God wasn't done with me yet, just yet. So I recovered my old Bible, and uh, I, I was reading it, and I wasn't making a lot of sense with it, and Satan was doing his best to get me from fully, like, jumping in, you know, fully committing to God, because I, I was thinking about it today, and really, I think a lot of that had to do with, if I did commit, it meant I would have to confront all my sin 
and I didn't want to do that. And all that day, Thursday, every time I would think about that dream, like like it it would oh, that whole day it was like when you're trying really hard not to cry, and uh, but eventually. Um, Ronnie came back that Friday afternoon and we fought about that mean text I had sent. Um, and I said some mean things, she said some mean things. But after all of that, she told me, I love you. And that, that just broke me down. That was enough. And, uh, she left me alone to my thoughts and, man, I felt physically heavy like I felt like I was about to fall through the floor or something it was crazy um and I decided to turn on that old Chris Rice song come to Jesus and that's what I did I just remember just sobbing for the majority of that song and uh at near the very end I just said I'm sorry. And that was it. The burden was gone. It was lifted. Um, and I got saved at that moment. And uh, so many things about my life changed instantly in that moment. Um, I finally conquered. I finally conquered my porn addiction. Um, even before Jesus. I knew it was gross and I knew I needed it get away from it but uh my addiction was so powerful I, like i was powerless to it i remember specifically the longest amount of time i was able to step away from it on my own 17 days and um it's been seven months since i got saved and i'm happy to say i haven't touched it it's not to, not to say I'm perfect. I still struggle with lust, but I, I've completely put that away. And these seven months have been infinitely easier than those 17 days. And I have no more suicidal thoughts at all. Um, before... Like, scarcely a week would go by where I wouldn't think about killing myself. I used to have this old bottle of Windex nearby that I would think about drinking when, when things would get dark. In hours after I got born again, I dumped it down the drain. And uh, I used to have a lot of grief about my condition. Um... I would constantly feel like a burden to people. Um, but now, people constantly tell me how much of a blessing I am. And I finally feel useful instead of useless. I go on and on about the blessings I've seen in just the seven months since I've been saved. But... Uh, I, I just want to shout out the people that were most instrumental to me getting saved. 
my mom, my stepmom, and my best friend, Nick. Um, they really saw my heart and got me to where I needed to be. They all showed me the unconditional love of Jesus. Side note, how many people can say they have a great mom and a great stepmom? What a blessing. That's, that's pretty great. Um, what Eunice and Lois were to Timothy, Ronnie and Shelly, that's my mom's name, or to Samuel. And a lot of other people had a lot to do with it, especially my dad, who prayed over me for 24 years and he never wavered in all that time. And the Christian examples, like, like I was talking about at the beginning, um, all, all those people paying off years, like years later. Like, all, always be a good example because you never know who is watching you, who that might uh, affect, like, even years and years later, you know. Um and they were all so excited for me, and that was so awesome to be able to tell people about that. <sighs> I actually DM'd Jordan Taylor just a couple days after it happened. So I have this screenshot of that if you want me to show you later. Um, but all those years in darkness, I was still watching Blind Cat. It was still relatable to me because of my sheltered life for first half of my life. You know? But I can wrap it all up with my major theme, um, Genesis fifty twenty. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And. That that's really main thing. All all those rough things I went through, it all came together and worked for good. And I'm still going strong seven months later, and uh, that's how I met Jesus. Amen. 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 Woo! We made it. <laughs> That's super job. Super, super, super. That's wonderful and amazing and beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. No you know, the days it's of awesome. ancient Israel. Amen. You know, the days of ancient Israel, there was a, a plague of locusts that ate everything green in the land. And Joel the prophet would later write that what the locusts had stolen, God would return to his people. And in life, we will encounter all manner of locusts. Some are spiritual enemies sent by Satan. Some are circumstances or situations. For some of them, we... <laughs> We ran right towards them. Others we had no say in. Um, others 
we were semi-conscious of, but didn't really conceive the full extent of them at the time. And others were done to us before we even knew how to possibly respond. But no matter how dark things get, no matter how tragic life is, and life is not easy, it is hard, and especially for young men, I mean, depression and suicide are considered and committed so incredibly regularly. But the wonderful thing is, we've been adopted by a God who loves us, who is for us, who is addicted to us, who has signed our adoption papers in heaven with the blood of Jesus Christ. He looks at us even in our worst moments and our most broken moments with the same love, adoration, and affection that he has for the son who sits on a throne at his right hand. And it's amazing. And uh, just to see how you've, through everything you've, you've been through, you've come into a realization of that and accepted that and you're just clinging to the cross of Jesus, you've overcome and you've crossed over from death to life. And that's amazing. All right, so Logan, I know that uh, there's a passage of scripture that you'd like to introduce to the group. Go ahead. All right. Um, I just want to add on top of what Brendan said, just how I met Sam after all of that. He, he ended up, to, to continue the story, he ended up going on to uh, the community, um, which, you know, most of you who listen are from there. Those of you who, do, who don't, it's a, it's a, like a, a social media for people who are homeschooled. Um, and Sam went on there and uh, I remember him some, asking something about playing a game. Um, and so we ended up having him join our Catan group and we had had a bunch of people come in and out of that group because, you know, some it's, it's a thing that you have to spend time and you have to take time out of your day to, to do. Um, and it's not a commitment, a big commitment for everybody. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is, but Sam has, uh, been very faithful in coming to that. Um, I can honestly say I wouldn't have guessed any of the stuff that he talked about being a part of his life because of how how servant minded he is and how um, like kind and considerate and serving he is to to us just just talking on the internet like it's not even I don't even see his life in the present but I just see it from afar and all the things that God is growing and shaping him into. Um, and it's, it's been a joy and a pleasure to, to see that. And I look forward to continuing, uh, our friendship and continuing on and seeing all that as, as we, as we continue to develop that. Um, with that being said, he is a Ravens fan and that is a point of contention, but we, we, we survive, we, we move on. Um, so to get back to our, our topic at hand, uh, we're going to be in, uh, second Corinthians. We're going to be in verse. In verse 12, um, sorry, chapter 12, and verses 7 to 10. Um, and so I will read that for us, and then I will uh, give us just some thoughts on, the, on, this, uh, on this passage. If, if you have a title at your, on your 
in your Bibles, this will say the thorn in the flesh. Um, and so I'll read that for us. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I plead with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in need, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, and I'm going to let the other guys focus on you know some of the other points on here. But I think the one thing that I want to focus on is this last part of when I am weak, then I am strong. And how that seems like is taken out of, of Psalms or Proverbs, like you guys normally hear from us. Um, but it's completely true. When God finally breaks us down to the point where we realize the only person and the only thing we need is him, that's where we, we're supposed to be. That's where we need to be. Um, too often we get into our own heads about thinking, you know, to be strong, you have to be strong. Um, but in reality, when we're able to rest in our weaknesses, understand our weaknesses, understand our faults and our, uh, our disabilities and where we're at and completely trust and rely on God, he's the one who takes care of us and makes us strong. He makes us be able to do things that we can't do on our own. Um, we can't say the things or be changed or our lives changed without him. Um, we can't accept him without him dying for us, without him making that way for us. Um, so with, without Christ, we are weak. We're doomed for eternity in hell. But with Christ, we are strong and uh, can completely and utterly rely on him. Um, and... Uh, that's that's the one thing that I wanted to add. I I don't know who wants to go next. I think I'll turn it over to I'll turn it over to Brendan next. If Brendan wants to do it, and then Sam, you can close us out. How you uh, how important these verses are for you. So Brendan, take it away. Awesome. Yeah, this passage reminds me of an incident that happened in Genesis thirty-two. 22 to 32, in which Jacob um, gets into a wrestling match of all sports that the Bible could possibly mention. It's got to be wrestling. Um, with a manifestation <laughs> of God. And they wrestle all night long up until <laughs> the sun comes up. And, you know, Jacob's actually doing pretty well. Considering who he's facing, and then God <laughs> does the dirty on him, uses his magic, and goes and takes his socket out of his joint and uh, dislocates his hip. You know, because uh, you can cheese when you're God. It's totally cheating. It's okay. And then the Lord names him Israel, which, as we know, is uh, possibly the most <laughs> fundamental foundational nation history of the earth with regards to the revelation of the Lord and his love for us. And, you know, <laughs> Jacob was a 
He was a tricksy little fellow. He could cheat you out of house and home. You did not want to play poker with Jacob. Whereas Israel completely signifies a new identity. It constitutes something that is of God rather than of deception. Um, it's a new name, a new purpose, new direction. Jacob could have walked in that purpose and that destiny with a skip in his step, but with arrogance. But instead, there was a dislocation. He walked with a limp for the rest of his life. But the reason the Lord did that was to humble him. And I don't think anyone in the Bible got as amazing revelation as Paul did. But again, for the revelation that he had received, this issue, this thorn in his flesh, whether literal, metaphorical, spiritual, it gave him a Jacob's limp. And your Jacob limp could be pornography. Your Jacob's limp could be loneliness. Your Jacob's limp could be cyclical depression. Your Jacob's limp <laughs> could be misspeaking and always getting a smack around the head and a clip around the ear voice. There are things that God will remove from us instantaneously upon salvation. There are things he gradually sanctifies us from day after day. But sadly, there are things that will never quite be removed from our lives. They're removed from our spirits. You're 100% holy. God absolutely loves you. He looks at you and sees the holiness of his son, Jesus. But sometimes he will leave certain things there lingering. And you might feel weak. You might feel defeated. You might feel frustrated with yourself. Like you should have gotten over this before now. Um, you should have moved on. You should have dealt with it. But maybe it's just your Jacob's limp. And it doesn't mean we tolerate evil in our lives. And it doesn't mean we facilitate it or give in to temptation. But it's in those moments when we feel the weakest that God's strength in us can be shown at its strongest. So whether for you it's an addiction, a temptation, an emotion, <laughs> all three, just know that while you are still in the good fight of faith, you're winning. And when you feel at your weakest, well then God will reveal himself to be his strongest. Because God uses the weak things of this world to confound those who are wise in their own eyes. So what about you, Sam? What do you take from this beautiful passage of scripture? Oh, I take a lot of things, man. I, uh, I wish this, you can see the video, because when you guys were talking the whole time, I was just sitting there just nodding my head. Because I knew exactly what you were talking about when you brought up Jacob and Esau. I knew the exact story. 
my pastor actually did a sermon about that a few weeks ago, so that's pretty cool. Um, but the thorn flesh it, it encourages me so much because I I've never been confident. That it, there's always that small voice in my head, like you know, nobody wants to hear what you gotta say. People, what other people are saying is more important than what you're saying. Um, and that's such an encouragement to me because even Paul had to deal with that, you know. And uh, when he asked God three times to take it from him, he wouldn't. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I think that's because at your weakest point, there's no pride there. He wants you to let go of pride. And uh, boasting in your infirmities, I love that so much because being a wheelchair, I'm boasting in my infirmities just by going in public. And and there's strength in that. There's power in that. And take pleasure in infirmities and all and reproaches and all that stuff um, because it's for Christ and it's worth it. Amen. So that's it. Um, so to close to close us out, um, if if you want to get a hold or just to f- to hear stuff from Sam, Sam has his own uh, blog, and I will put a link into the description for you guys to follow that. Um, to you know, comment on it, talk to him about stuff. Uh, you know, appreciate it, man. Get a, hold, get a hold of him because, uh, like I said, just having a small ability to, to meet him. He, he is such a changed individual from, from what he was before. Um, and that's, that's such an amazing thing. So I will, I will include that. If you want to get a hold of us, you know how to do that. It's at lhawa62 at wgu.edu. Um, uh, we will be, we'll be back next week. Of course, uh, who knows what we'll be doing, but we'll be back next week. Um, so, uh, uh, anything you guys want to add before we, uh, send it off into the into the blue <laughs> just appreciate the platform you guys thank you so much for giving me a space to verbally say that and maybe reach some people that I wouldn't normally reach amen amen indeed amen um, amen yes uh, so, I'd like to pray so, just to close this out yeah, Yes, of course. Father God, I thank you for what you've done in Sam's life. I thank you, Lord, that he was never really alone because you were always with him. You were always there. Father, I thank you that you have stored his tears in a bottle in heaven, that no tear was shed in the shadows that you have not counted, that you have not felt, that you yourself have not cried. But I thank you, Lord, that you know the purposes and the plans you have for him, that they are plans for good and not for evil. They're plans for him to prosper. And I pray, O oh God, that that prosperity will fall on 
everyone, Lord God, who's under the sound of his voice as a result of this podcast, Lord. That where there was doubt, that faith will arise. That where there was sorrow and hopelessness, that hope would arise. There were people have been struggling and just felt ashamed or disgusted with themselves because of that struggle, whether sin of their own or something that's been done to them, that you would reveal yourself as the God who came in flesh, took that shame on yourself, hung it on a cross and cast it into deepest darkness and rose again in new life, new life that you are offering to everyone under the sound of our voices through this podcast, Lord. May faith come through hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I pray, O oh God, over Logan, Sam, and everyone who listened to this, that they would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, super friends, for listening. I pray that you have the best day, the most successful week, and uh, come back to join us next week. Who knows what we'll be doing? We don't even know. <laughs> we look so forward to uh, to sharing our next adventure with you anyway. Bye-bye for today.